I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Professor Kevin Fu, who directs the Security and Privacy Research Lab at the University of Michigan. Kevin will discuss the security risks that healthcare organizations face with their XP-based medical devices now that Microsoft is ending support of the operating system. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Marianne. Thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Now, first, what kinds of medical devices typically run XP, and any idea how many of those devices are out there? Well, that's a good question. I, I don't know of anyone who's got uh, full statistics, but I can tell you that most of the XP devices I see tend to be the uh, external, the bedside devices. We're not talking implantable devices at this point. For instance, uh, monitoring equipment, uh, alarms, compounders, uh, radiology, th- things of those nature. Any idea how many of those devices are out there? Well, it's very difficult to estimate since no one's keeping uh, statistics. There is no central uh, reporting for this kind of data. But what I can tell you, um, as I go from hospital to hospital, I will often see XP in the hundreds uh, and uh, the other operating systems in the tens or zeros. So XP, at least at the hospitals I've been to, are a dominant uh, operating system. Now that Microsoft will stop supporting XP, what does that mean for those devices from a security perspective? What sorts of new and emerging security risks does that pose to healthcare organizations that have XP-based medical devices? That's a complicated question. So effectively, there are many different stakeholders here. There's the, um, a few of them include the provider at the hospital, the manufacturer, uh, and then Microsoft. So per, after April 8th, Microsoft will not be releasing any more feature updates or security updates should a problem arrive in any of the XP products. Uh, this date has been published for years, so it's well known to anyone who has decided to use XP. Now, that said, one of the challenges is going to be if a manufacturer does presently provide updates to medical devices. Now they will no longer have that ability. And then there's the other category. There are some manufacturers who don't usually provide updates anyway. I suppose uh, in that case, from the provider's perspective, not too much is going to change. They're they're still going to be sort of in the same unfortunate position of no updates, but now it's definitely no updates since there's nothing coming. But what this means is threats change very quickly on the Internet. New malware is being born all the time, but now there's, there's not going to be any kind of Microsoft update available when the problems arise. What are the potential safety risks to patients if these risks are not addressed? I think the primary risks, and, and this is, you know, things are evolving. Uh, malware is hard to understand because it changes so quickly. But I think the primary risks are going to be the unavailability to deliver patient care. So let's say you have an admission system or a uh, patient monitor uh, running Windows XP, and then because of a security problem, that device no longer can function. It's making it more difficult to deliver quality patient care. So that can introduce safety risks um, when you don't have those devices you normally think uh, are available. The other issue, the other risk, is one of uh, what we call integrity. When malware gets into a Windows XP machine, which can be a medical device, it's often sort of a silent infection. You don't notice. There's no blinking light on the medical device saying, hey, I'm infected, please help me. Instead, what might happen is 
And what has happened is the device slows down. It may begin to give false readings. So if it's a sensor device, it may start to give uh, erroneous information to the healthcare professional. So it's not the end of the world. We shouldn't be running for the hills. But this is an important layer that is no longer going to be available. So now, how should healthcare organizations address these XP-based medical devices moving forward? Many entities probably can't afford to replace all these devices, so how can organizations continue to use these devices in a secure way? There's a short-term and a long-term question there. Short-term, I think it's going to be very challenging. Long-term, nobody likes to be told, well, you know, this is a choice you made and you knew about the consequences, uh, but this is a choice that was made. It was in some sense made by a system rather than an individual or a one stakeholder, but the system has encouraged the deployment of all this unmaintainable software. So in the long term, I think it's going to begin at the at the very beginning of manufacturing where they'd be more careful about what software they include in their products to make sure that the life cycle, that is how long the software is expected to remain maintainable and in compliance, better matches with what you need from that medical device. So there may be cases where uh, you can make XP maintainable, but uh, I haven't yet found one. So it's, it's going to be very challenging, I think, in the short term. But in the long term, the requirements of the medical device need to be respectful of how long that software is going to last. What should the medical device makers of these XP devices be doing now to ensure the security and safety of these products moving forward as healthcare organizations continue to use them? So I think one area where there, there is some hope is in the surveillance of problems. So right now, I'm not aware of any uh, concerted effort to collect statistics on malware infections. Most of them are anecdotal. The anecdotes are not very um, firing of confidence. The, the kinds of problems that um, are, are reaching my doorstep are, are the kinds of things that I would hope uh, just shouldn't be happening in the first place. But if we can get better understanding of what devices are more prevalent or what devices uh, appear to be having more issues than others, I think that will help us to sort of shine the light on Where's the best place to uh, invest our effort to improve security where we'll get the most gain? So with that all said, what are the most important steps that the healthcare organizations should be taking to ensure that their XP-based medical devices and the networks that connect them are secure? So that, I would say, falls into the short-term camp. And uh, I don't have any good solutions there. I, I, my approach would have been, it's unfortunate, the procurement requirements made it such that you bought a bad house. Well, now you have a bad house. You're going to have to figure out a way to live in it. So I don't think there are any silver bullets out there. Many hospitals make use of firewalls and what's called virtual uh, LANs or virtual private networks. That's sort of a stopgap measure. It won't keep the malware out. I know of uh, vendors who have actually accidentally infected hospitals while doing software updates. So just having your Windows XP machine segmented away is not going to be a, a perfect solution. But it can at least buy you a little bit of time but I think hospitals need to come up with a strategic effort to get off XP. It's not going to be a long-term solution. If the systems are going to be out there indefinitely with no plans to retire, you know, I think they're just asking for trouble. So is your advice for healthcare organizations to be planning on replacing these devices? I, I think they, at a minimum, need to figure out a plan of retirement of devices that are unmaintainable. And unfortunately, software is somewhat deceptive in that it seems like it'll be maintainable for eternity, but in reality, things change, operating systems develop flaws that were not anticipated, 
And so that's why most manufacturers of operating systems will build in to their products sort of these expiration dates saying, well, this is how long we're going to support it. So uh, as hospitals are building their plans for how long their capital equipment will last, they, they need to be respectful of these dates because it, it really does become uh, unmaintainable. Finally, Kevin, besides medical devices, what other XP-based systems tend to show up in healthcare, and what are the biggest security risks for those systems moving forward? Outside of medical devices, uh, you'll see XP in admission systems. Now, here at Michigan, I see that we use um, much more up-to-date operating systems, but um, I would not be surprised to see XP in places. But uh, admission systems, if they go down, it's much more difficult to bring the patients in to conduct triage. It's not going to directly harm a patient necessarily, but it can cause pain on the workflow and the, the processes that we all depend on in order to deliver quality care. Um, There is one problem I'm aware of in some products. uh, You don't even need a security problem for this to happen, but the security problems can exacerbate it, and that is with electronic health records. They're not necessarily medical devices, but a a device that is uh, processing electronic health records, if it's running XP and gets infected, it can perturb the data and the integrity. I'm aware of some products where health records from two different patients are getting accidentally merged by some corrupted pieces of the software, And if you add malware into the mix, it it doesn't exactly bring much confidence. Thanks, Kevin. I've been speaking to Kevin Fu. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.